Hi, my name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. I produced the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports. Today is July 26, 2023, and this is Ben and Barry on football. Hello out there. This is your co-host, Ben Dickerson. Training camp has begun for just about everybody. I believe all teams have finally reported, except possibly one. Somebody had uh, a training camp date that was one day later than everybody else's. I can't remember who the heck it was. But anyway, pretty much everybody's in the training camp. Some teams have all their rookies signed. That's an interesting thing. Uh, there's still some free agents out there in the wind that haven't been signed by anybody yet. But now that training camp has started, I believe that that's going to start to happen. So we'll see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it, it really has started to happen. Um, even your team, what, you, you just signed your what left tackle or something like that. Gave him a nice yeah. big contract. Well, Let that was actually um, that was actually a renegotiation. He still had a year left. Okay, okay. Let me mention uh, last week when we were talking about the running back situation, and I mentioned Josh Jacobs um, and the three thousand yard stat. And I wasn't quite sure what that stat was, whether it was over time or whatever. Whatever. I'm looking at the, a report on it now, and it's he had three thousand combined yards yes and so apparently the statistical analysis says the season after a player you know running back has had 3,000 combined yards their production falls off the cliff so whatever yeah. study they did that had that that's that's the actual stat but you know for any running back that's a stat to be proud of 3,000 combined yards man you know, that's basically just led the entire league in total yards from scrimmage. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Josh Jacobs and uh, still one of those free agents without a contract. So, Benny, what we're going to do today is we're going to take a quick look back at the brain trust for the NFL. Just a quick review of who they are. Um, and then we're going to talk about the top three AFC brain trusts and the top three NFC brain trusts. So, what you drinking today? Crown Royal Black. Crown Royal Black. All right. Well, I got eight o'clock coffee right here. So, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm going to be drinking uh, for right now. Okay, let's get ready to kick this thing off, Benny. All right, Ben and Barry on football, the NFL Brain Trust. We are going to start out with the AFC East for 2023. Let's take a quick look at who that group is. Starting out with the Buffalo Bills, we have GM Brandon Bean, head coach Sean McDermott, offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, defensive coordinator Sean McDermott. Again, head coach handling his own defense, special teams coordinator Matthew Smiley, and quarterback Josh Allen. So that's your brain trust for the Buffalo Bills. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins, general manager Chris Greer, head coach Mike McDaniel, offensive coordinator Frank Smith, defensive coordinator Vic Fangio, special teams coordinator Danny Crossman, and quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. How's that? Not bad, not bad. 
Tonga Vailoa. Next up in that division, we have the New England Patriots. GM Matt Groh, head coach Bill Belichick, offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien, defensive coordinator Steve Belichick, special teams coordinator Karen Accord, and quarterback Mac Jones. And then finally in that division, the AFC East, we have the New York J-E-T-S Jets, 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 the only team I had any family that played for. And GM Joe Douglas, head coach Robert Sala, offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, defensive coordinator Jeff Albrick, special teams coordinator Brent Boyer, and quarterback Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about Aaron. He did, uh, did a little something today, Benny, that showed up in the, uh, in the news. Aaron Rodgers did. AFC North. We have the Cincinnati Bengals. And again, we're going by record here. Who had the best record in 2022 in that division? GM, Duke Tobin. Head coach, Zach Taylor. Offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. Defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. Special teams coordinator, Darren Simmons. And quarterback, Joe Burrow. All right, there you go. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens. GM Eric DaCosta, head coach John Harbaugh, offensive coordinator Todd Munkin, defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, special teams coordinator Chris Horton, and quarterback Lamar Jackson. We next have the Pittsburgh Steelers, GM Omar Khan. I think I, did. I don't know if I did that or capital or not. Head coach, Mike Tomlin, offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, defensive coordinator, Terrell Austin, special teams coordinator, Danny Smith, and quarterback, Kenny Pickett. So that takes care. Uh, oh, no, it doesn't. I'm sorry. We have the Browns. How did I forget the Browns with GM Andrew Berry? Head coach, Kevin Stefanski, offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt. Defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, special teams coordinator Bubba Ventrone, and quarterback Deshaun Watson. So that takes care of that group. We're going to move on to the AFC South, starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars with GM Trent Balpe, head coach Doug Peterson, offensive coordinator Press Taylor, defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell, special teams coordinator Heath Carwell and quarterback Trevor Lawrence. There's your Jaguar brain trust. Tennessee Titans brain trust starts out with GM Rand Carthen, head coach Mike Rabel, offensive coordinator Tim Kelly, defensive coordinator Shane Bowen, special teams coordinator Craig Aukerman, and quarterback Ryan Tannehill. We think. <laughs> NFL brain trust for the Indianapolis Colts, GM Chris Ballard, head coach Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter, defensive coordinator Gus Bradley, special teams coordinator Brian Mason. And we have three quarterbacks in the camp here, and I'm, I listed all three since one is a rookie who has a good chance of starting, but Gardner Minshew is in that crew. 
Anthony Richardson is that rookie, and Sam Ellinger is standing by trying to see what he can get done there. So Sam Ellinger is the third quarterback in that crew. The Houston Texans are coming in with GM Nick Casario, head coach D'Amico Ryan, offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick, defensive coordinator Matt Burke, special teams coordinator Frank Ross, and quarterbacks are both C.J. Stroud and Davis Mills. That takes care of that group. Next up, the AFC West. We start out with the Chiefs, GM Brett Veach, head coach Andy Reid, offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, special teams coordinator Dave Taub, and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Next up, we have the Chargers with GM Tom Telesco, head coach Brandon Staley, offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, defensive coordinator Derek Ansley, special teams coordinator Ryan Ficken, and quarterback Justin Herbert. That's a group right there. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders, GM Dave Ziegler, head coach Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham, special teams coordinator Tom McMahon, and quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. And finally, for this group, we have G for the Denver Broncos. We have GM George Patton, head coach Sean Payton, offensive coordinator Joe Lombard. I believe that's Lombardi. Defensive coordinator Vance Joseph, special teams coordinator Ben Kotwicka, and one quarterback, Russell Wilson. So that takes care of your AFC conference, Benny, with NFL Brain Trust for the Philadelphia Eagles, GM Howie Roseman, head coach Nick Sirianni, offensive coordinator Brian Johnson, defensive coordinator Sean Desai, special teams coordinator Michael Clay, and quarterback Jalen Hurts. NFL Brain Trust next up for the Dallas Cowboys, GM Jerry Jones, owner, president, GM, all of that stuff. Head coach Mike McCarthy, offense coordinator Brian Schottenheim, defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, special teams coordinator John Fassel, and quarterback Dak Prescott. Next up, Benny, your New York football giants with GM Joe Schoen, right? Shane. Joe Shane, GM, head coach Brian Dable, offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, defense coordinator Don Martindale, special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee, and Daniel Jones at quarterback. Next up, we have the Washington Commanders, GM Martin Mayhew, head coach Ron R Rivera, offensive coordinator Eric Bienemy. Defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio, special teams coordinator Nate Katzer, and quarterback Sam Howell is listed as the starter at this point. All right, next up, the NFC North. We're starting out with the Minnesota Vikings. GM Kwesi Adolfo Mensah, 
head coach Kevin O'Connell, offensive coordinator Wes Phillips, defensive coordinator Brian Flores, special teams coordinator Matt Daniels, and quarterback Kirk Cousins. The Detroit Lions are next up with GM Brad Holmes, head coach Dan Campbell, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, special teams coordinator Dave Phipp, quarterback Jared Goff. For the Green Bay Packers brain trust, we start out with GM Brian Guttenkuntz, head coach Matt LaFleur, offensive coordinator Adam Stenovich, defensive coordinator Joe Barry, special teams coordinator Rick Basaccia, and quarterback Jordan Love. Next up, we have the Chicago Bears, GM Ryan Poles, head coach Matt Eberflus, offensive coordinator Luke Getze, defensive coordinator Alan Williams, special teams coordinator Richard Hightower, quarterback Justin Fields. We move on to the NFC South, starting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with GM Jason Light. Head coach Todd Bowles, offensive coordinator Dave Canales. The defensive coordinator is also Todd Bowles, special teams coordinator Keith Armstrong. And you have a quarterback competition potentially between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. We shall see. The Carolina Panthers are up next. Their brain trust starts with GM Scott Fitterer, head coach Frank Reich. Offensive coordinator Thomas Brown, defensive coordinator Hiro Evero, special teams coordinator Chris Tabor, and quarterback rookie Bryce Young. The New Orleans Saints are up next. Their brain trust starts with GM Mickey Loomis. They move on to head coach Dennis Allen, the offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael, defensive coordinator Joe Woods, special teams coordinator Darren Rizzi, and quarterback Derek Carr. And finally, for this division, we have the Atlanta Falcons, GM Terry Fontenot, head coach Arthur Smith, offensive coordinator Dave Rangone, defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen, special teams coordinator Marquise Williams. Quarterbacks listed are Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. Very interesting combination of quarterbacks right there. All right. And I think we'll be wrapping it up with the NFC West. Starting out with my beloved San Francisco 49ers, GM John Lynch, head coach Kyle Shanahan, offensive coordinator Chris Foster, defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes, special teams coordinator Brian Schneider, we have three quarterbacks listed. It looks like the number one is going to be Brock Purdy. We have Trey Lance, and we have brought on one Sam Darnold to the crew. So that makes up the San Francisco 49ers. Next up, the NFL brain trust for the Seattle Seahawks, GM John Snyder, head coach Pete Carroll, offensive coordinator Shane Waldron, defensive coordinator Clint Hurts, special teams coordinator Larry Izzo, and quarterback Geno Smith. And we have the Los Angeles Rams. Brain Trust starts with GM Les Snead, head coach Sean McVay, offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur, 
Defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, special teams coordinator Chase Blackburn, and quarterback Matthew Stafford. And bringing up the rear for the NFC West, the brain trust for the Arizona Cardinals with GM Monty Ossenford, head coach Jonathan Gannon, offensive coordinator Drew Petzing, defensive coordinator Nick Rallis, special teams coordinator Jeff Rogers, and quarterback Kyler Murray. So that wraps up the brain trust for the NFL, AFC, NFC. I did it kind of fast, but that's, you know, this is following up on, no, what was that, eight weeks that we did this? Uh, yeah. We went in depth on every division, on every team. So I just remind people to make sure that they get a chance to go back and, and find out. And you can see how deep this goes. But in the meantime... We're gonna we're gonna just muse and Ben's gonna kind of give his top three for each conference, and then I'm gonna cheat off of his paper and see what I can come up with. So Benny, okay, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm sure a couple of my picks may be well. I don't know about that, but I was getting ready to say I'm pretty sure a couple of my picks may be a little controversial for you when you first hear them. Uh, so you might want to do a little riff on that. But um, basically, what I did was. As we did this over the last few weeks, I actually tried to pay attention to each of these guys' resumes. And even though there was a lot of information given, when I looked at each person's resume, including the special teams coaches, but especially the OCs, the DCs, and the GMs, I tried to see if they followed, like, for instance, the GMs, I tried to see if they followed the basically the normal uh, career path, scouting, um, uh, uh, handling film. Quality control. Um, <laughs> quality control, I'm sorry. That, that, that escaped me. And I, and I just <laughs> checked that out, too, right? You did a great Quality control and scouting were the two main things. Um, because and, and I also tried to think about if they had a track record, if it was a long track record, if it was a short track record, if in fact I could remember some of their last few drafts and how well I thought they did. That's what I look like, looked at for GMs. Offensive coordinators, obviously, I looked at their offense. Do they call plays? Do they not? Uh, how successful has their offense been? Uh, I have a little insight on that because I play a lot of fantasy football. So over the last few years, I, I have tracked stuff like that. Uh, same thing with the DCs. Um, how well does the defense look? Uh, how are they ranked by the NFL and also by our rating system? Um, took all that stuff in, into consideration. And, of course, the quarterbacks is pretty much – I know the players. So I know if they're good. If they're not, I know what I expect from them, and I know what they've done recently except for the teams that look like they may be starting rookies. And at that point, I can only speculate. But, you know, I've looked at everybody's college careers, and I'm looking at the teams that these guys are on, and then I have to kind of decide, do I think they're going to make an impact or not? So I look at it as, a, as, a, as an overall unit, each brain trust. Um, some teams may be a little weak at – a certain position or job, 
but the strength of someone else kind of lifts them up. In other words, some people may poo-poo the Steelers' brain trust as a whole, but Mike Tomlin, to me, props them up. That's just an example, okay? So anyway, without further ado, let me get on with this. In the AFC, I believe that the strongest and best put together, most complete brain trust is the Kansas City Chiefs. That probably doesn't come as a surprise to anybody. Okay, from quarterback on up, very accomplished GM, extremely accomplished head coach, one of the great offensive minds in the game right now, a very accomplished offensive coordinator, even though he probably won't be calling plays on the sideline because I think Andy Reid's pretty much got that locked down. He's been doing it. Unless he starts to have problems, I don't see him handing that off to anybody. But Matt Nagy's been doing pretty well at all his stops in the league, uh, except for when he had stops as a head coach. He didn't do well as a head coach, but he's admired for his offensive knowledge. The defensive coach I love very much, defensive coordinator I love very much, Steve Spagnuolo, because coached the Giants. He's got a Super Bowl ring with the Giants. He was also very successful in improving the New Orleans Saints defense when he was there. Special teams coach, I don't know a heck of a lot about, but I do remember while you were doing the information on that brain trust, you mentioned that this guy's units have finished in top 10, top 10 in a lot of categories. And if I'm not mistaken, their special teams coach, whose name escapes me right now, was the special oh. teams coach. Okay, he was the special teams coach for the Chicago Bears back when they were playing really well and they had Devin Hester. So <laughs> I can't, I can't, uh, I can't forget about that guy. So I like the chiefs. Number one, the number two brain trust in the AFC to me is the Cincinnati Bengals. My new AFC favorite. Uh, I really admire Zach Taylor. I think their GM has been around for a while and has shown that he knows what he's doing. He knows the league. Zach Taylor knows offense. Uh, their defense is improving constantly. They've already made a trip to the Super Bowl recently and are looking real strong to be able to do it again. And Joe Burrow is sitting pretty right now, especially with Justin Herbert getting that contract today or yesterday whenever he got it. Every new quarterback, every quarterback contract that gets done has blown away the one previous to it. And Joe Burrow is still waiting. So if you like Herbert's contract, you're going to love Joe Burrow's contract when he finally gets it. But we'll talk about money later. Anyway, I love the Cincinnati Bengals brain trust. And the third best brain trust in the AFC, I do believe, is the Buffalo Bills. Well-respected across the board. Sean McDermott, strong head coach, strong defensive coordinator. No shame in his game. He didn't even hire a defensive coordinator. That's his job. He's embraced it. He's going to handle that. Uh, Josh Allen, everybody knows about Josh Allen. So um, that's the way I see it in the AFC. And just real quick, I think probably the weakest brain trust in the AFC would have to be the Houston Texans. And it's a shame, but you got a first-year head coach, D'Amico Ryans, 
who we all respect a whole lot as a defensive coordinator, but how he does as a head coach remains to be seen. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of um, – well, he can't have any success because it's his first time doing it. I believe he's got a first-time OC and a first-time DC also who haven't done anything really except be position coaches. So he's got his work cut out for him. They all do. Um, they're all handling a new job for the first time with a franchise that hasn't done very well. So it's going to be tough going for them. NFC. All right. Number one brain trust. Hmm? I Sorry. said, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number one brain trust in the NFC is the San Francisco 49ers. No doubt in my mind. I I really admire your team. I really do. You know I talk about the Niners all the time. I, I admire their team. I admire the way they do things. I think that uh, John Lynch, who didn't take the normal career path, like most GMs did because he was a former NFL player, has really done well at his job. This guy knows how to assess talent. He knows how to keep his team strong. If he loses players by injury, free agency, or they have to let people go, somehow he's always able to plug somebody in. They're very strong at a position that a lot of teams in the NFL, I don't want to say ignore, but kind of don't really put a lot of emphasis on, which is linebacker. The Niners keep them some strong linebackers, and I believe that's what helps them keep a very strong defense. Um, a lot of experience in their coaching staff. The only thing that you could say could possibly be a weakness on this brain trust is their quarterback situation, which seems to be up in the air a little bit right now. I, for one, believe in Brock Purdy as much as anybody can believe in a guy who hasn't even played a full season yet. But, hey, what the heck? He looked pretty good when he played. So I think that if he comes back from this injury the way that he should, everything will be fine. Other than that, this coaching staff is really strong, and Purdy will have a lot of good brain power to lean on. Um, second strongest in the NFC, I believe this is this is where you're going <laughs> to probably disagree with me, or maybe not. Second best, I believe, is the Los Angeles Rams. I look at that brain trust. And I really, really like it. I really like Sean McVay. I think Sean McVay is a great coach. He's really young. And if I'm not mistaken, his offensive and defensive coordinators are also pretty young. And they're already very accomplished. So I think the Rams' brain trust is great. Uh, Quarterback-wise, Matt Stafford's coming off of an elbow injury, which isn't ideal. I think he had an elbow. I know Purdy had an elbow. I think Stafford had an elbow, too. He's a lot older than Purdy, so how he comes back off his injury, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I have a lot of faith in their coaching staff and their organization, so I really like the Rams. And number three in the NFC is the New York football Giants. I love my coaching staff. I love my new GM. Pretty much because if I took over for the guy that was there before, they'd be better. He was so bad. 
No, but Joe Shane really, he comes from the Buffalo Bills organization. He did well there. He's starting off doing well for us. I really like him. Love the head coach, Brian Dayball. Done a masterful job uh, helping um, our quarterback improve. I'm not happy how the organization handled the Saquon Barkley deal, but as a coaching staff and and uh, a brain trust, I have to give them respect because I see there's nowhere to go but up for these guys, and they've already shown improvement on the team. Um, Daniel Jones, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend that I, I love Daniel Jones. He's my quarterback. I I believe in him. I believe he will continue to get better. I really don't have anything bad to say about him because I thought he played really well last year, considering the years before that, they didn't do anything to help this guy, like nothing. They didn't get him weapons. They didn't make any great effort to get him any weapons. Um, different head coaches, different offensive coordinators, different systems. That's going to hurt any young player, especially at the quarterback position. So, again, we're just now, just this past season, we've seen the tip of the iceberg, I think, for Daniel Jones. And I believe if he continues to grow, the Giants will be where I'd love them to be. And I believe Dayball's the head coach to do it. Uh, Steve Spagnola. Oh, <laughs> I had a flashback. Spagnola, Spagnola's with the Chiefs now. <laughs> right. I wish he was still the defensive coordinator for the Giants. But we do, in fact, have Wink Martindale, who proved over years and years of being in the NFL that he is a really good defensive coordinator. He's handled every job you can have on defense. Um, and did really well with the Baltimore Ravens, which was his last stop before coming over to the Giants. I think he's going to make the Giants defense much, much improved, especially since he's got some pretty good talent to work with right now. And the worst brain trust in the NFC, I believe, is the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody there is a first time except for the quarterback, and he's coming off an Achilles injury. Nothing but trouble in Arizona. It's going to be a rough season for them. PM <laughs> on down. They're all first times. So let's do a quick uh, review here of your top three for each conference. First off, you have your Kansas City Chiefs. So you feel real good about them. You wish Steve Spagnola was still with you. The one thing I will have to say that when I was looking at this is I didn't know if I wanted to just go top to bottom or bottom to top. In other words, start with the smartest quarterback and then see. And naturally, you know, you're kind of eliminating the first year um, coordinators, head coaches, that type of stuff, because they really haven't had a chance to show what they can do at that level. So that makes sense. Like when you were talking about, you know, um, the Texans. I mean, I can't get mad at you. Right. That's my, my former D.C., but, you know, he's now a head coach, and he has, he has to prove it. Uh, Salah was a former Niner. You know, there's still questions about him as a coach. You know, now he has Aaron Rodgers, and they're like, okay. But, you know, that made me think about the Jets even because they have Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so, you know, if you were talking about, like in my world, the Madden world, awareness levels, 
you know, he's one of the highest. Um, so the the other, and, and even with the Eagles, as much as, you know, I know, you know, everyone uh, has um, credited Howie Roseman with, you know, all the work that he's done. They now have two new coordinators because their coordinators all left. So, um, yeah, here's just Kansas City Chiefs in the top spot there. All veterans. Yeah, yeah, very veteran. And, and I remember when, when I was doing the research and doing the report, it seemed long, but they all had such long careers that, you know. Um, and then you, your, your your new favorite AFC team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, what just happened? Something else happened with the Bills, and I thought about you. I was like, oh, oh something else going on with the Bills. But <laughs> GM. Duke Tobin, Zach Taylor, head coach Brian Callahan, Lou Anarumo, Darren Simmons, and Joe Burrow. Another very smart quarterback. So if I was looking at quarterback awareness, he'd be right there at the top. You know, so right. I, I have to agree. With a veteran him. crew. Yeah, with a veteran uh, crew, and uh, you know, and they they beaten of all people the Chiefs <laughs> a few times. A few times, yes, yes. We'll talk a little bit about the series quarterback when we had a chance to uh, look at how Patrick Mahomes was handling, getting handled by one Joe Burrow there. So we'll take a look at that a little later. And then you do have your old favorite team, the Buffalo Bills. Um, Sean McDermott's taking two spots there. So your head coach, D D.C., if you, if you like him, uh, then you really like him in both places. And again, Josh Allen now is uh, – I don't know if Josh Allen is being is considered cerebral per se, but he's grown in the quarterback role. You know, he's a lot better than he was. He's not throwing all of the interceptions and things of that nature. You know, he still has some things to to improve on. But uh, that's a heck of a group right there. You know, your Buffalo Bills. So um, now on the NFC side, and I didn't. I kind of skipped your A. Who was your AFC uh, worst again? Texans. The Texans, uh, yeah, D'Amico and the boys. Okay, all right. But coming from the 49ers, um, you recognize the 49ers as having a top brain trust in the NFC. GM John Lynch, head coach Kyle Shanahan, offensive coordinator Chris Forster, but Kyle Shanahan calls the plays. Defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes, that I don't know if that's an upgrade, but it's not much of a fall off on the D.C. side, I would say. Um, well, he's been a former D.C., he's been an assistant coach, but he's been a former D.C., and he's been a former head coach. Yes. So, I mean, that's a heck of a plug-in right there, you know? Right. Um, and Brian Snyder at special teams coordinator. So when you're looking at awareness, um, I don't think any of these guys have a super awareness, but I believe Brock Purdy has the highest of the three, actually, even including Sam Darnold, if we were just looking at a Madden awareness rating. But that's an interesting group right there. And I don't expect that it's like the quarterbacks are going to pull the uh, the brain trust rating of this group up as much as these group is already up there and they'll be pulling the quarterbacks up, you know, and putting them right. In the, in the correct position. So uh, long story short, I can't argue with you on that one either. It's my Niners. And then you got the Rams. Now, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
the Rams are the Rams, I guess, they're one of the teams that sort of sold the farm to get the Super Bowl. I mean, they put it all out there. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then usually when that happens, the next year you struggle. You know? Right. And that's that's what they did. So I think this year will be interesting to see how you you know how you fare relative to the brain trust because if they come right back, that would be amazing. I mean, you'd yeah. have to be like, holy mackerel! I mean, Les Snead, head coach Sean McVay, offensive coordinator Mike Lafleur, defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, another guy with plenty of experience at right. all levels. Chase Blackburn, special team coordinator and quarterback Matthew Stafford, who what's he got like 14 years in the league or something like that now? Yeah. One day we're gonna have to do our uh we're gonna have to do a segment on does this guy belong in the Hall of Fame or not? And when we do, Matt Stafford's name is gonna come up. You don't wanna do that with me. Sure, you I do. My, you hate my decision making on the Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, well, that's okay. Okay, all right, all right. But uh, there you go with the Rams, and they're three of three. Your top three for uh, the NFC. Uh, well, wait a minute. I forgot about the Giants. How could I forget about the Giants? Look at that staff. Look at nothing that but staff. that. So Shane, Brian Day. Now, Brian Dable definitely brought something to this team. Absolutely. And he brought nothing else. He brought an option game that seemed to uh, help Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones has shown, you know, the ability to run and be somewhat mobile and, and almost a dual threat quarterback, which I mean, it was kind of hitting this in, in the past, but we didn't really talk about him like that. But after the 2022 season, you kind of have to think about him on that level. Mike Kafka at OC. Who's calling the plays for your Giants? I believe Dayball calls the plays. Okay, okay. Now, Don Wink. But Kafka's there. been around, and Kafka has had a lot of success where he's been. As a quarterback coach, an offensive assistant, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure he's been an offensive coordinator before, but I can't remember where. I know he came up through the Packers, and I think he had some some time with Andy Reid. Okay, okay. Well, so he's got a nice little resume. If you got a, you're a part of that Andy Reid tree. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Don Wink Martindale. How many years he got in the league? <laughs> Plenty. That's a 30 plus year guy right there. Special teams coordinator Thomas McGay and Daniel Jones. Uh, again, not considered, I don't think anyone considers Daniel Jones a cerebral quarterback. Um, at this particular point, there's a question. Apparently, Tiki Barber went on to, uh, some show and said he thought he was a top five quarterback. And then, so they, they you know, had a field day with that conversation. Got to be careful listening to Tiki Barber, man. <laughs> I, think, I think he took one hit too many. He's hanging out with my with my man Jerry Rice because Jerry Rice is the hype man. <laughs> Jerry, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going, yeah. we're going to win the whole thing. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to love those guys, man. Yeah, some of these ex players, man. They <laughs> you got to be careful with these guys, man. They they get a little crazy. And the funny thing is, Tiki used to be a hater. Remember, he was hating on Eli Manning. 
He said he had wow. a lot of bad things to say about Eli. Really? That was kind of crazy. Yeah, and people were like, yo, what, what's the problem here? <laughs> yeah, what, what did Eli do to you? Uh, oh, that's so right. Now, now he's going to the other extreme. Now he's at the other at the other location. <laughs> I'm just in my in my mind, Daniel Jones. I think Dayball sees Daniel Jones as Josh Allen light. You know what I mean? Mm. Some of the same physical talents, except for the strength of his arm. Obviously, Josh Allen's arm strength is elite, and Jones isn't. But he can do some of the same things other than have the strong arm. And uh, I believe that he's coaching him that way. And I believe he's going to try to use him that way. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Josh Allen. And, of course, the worst is Cardinals. Ugly. Ugly. They might, they'll be lucky if they win four games. You know, again, it's it just I was just so struck by the amount of accomplishment uh, from high school on through for uh, for um, the quarterback for the Cardinals quarterback. I was going to call him Kyrie. Well, <laughs> Kyrie. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> um, but I, you know. It is what it is. We have to take a look at the actual results. And maybe now that he's not in the uh, – what was the offense that the quarterback brought with him? Oh, jeez. The um, – the, 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 I don't know. The red attack or something. We, but, uh, we, we, we both actually dissected this offense because it was about the green grass. Right. Yeah, and, you know, do you go long? Do you, and it had all of this uh, stuff that the quarterback was doing at the line of scrimmage, but I don't know if they ever really ran that, you know? So, air raid. Air raid, yes, the air raid. Yeah. Offense. i tell you the truth. I don't think he was the best quarterback to put in an air raid offense, to tell you the truth. But air he, raid offense. He ran it in college. Yeah. Maybe like yeah. one year, I think, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many, you know, guys was coming out that that had that capability or had that experience, let's put it that way. Pat Mahomes, you know, right? Was one. Yeah, he 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 played for him. Right. He played for him. So, you know, but he was taken. So what you gonna do? <laughs> All right, Benny. Let's take a quick look at our Facebook page. And so you agree with you agree with my picks? Yeah, I like your picks. All right. I like your picks, yeah, yeah. All right, going to the Ben and Barry on Facebook page. Let's just go through some quick topics here. Get a chance you can make whatever comments you want to make on this. First off, we'll start with congratulating Alex Magoo. Mr. Magoo gets a, a contract with the Green Bay Packers. Is that competition for Jordan Love? <laughs> We nah. know we'll give up. We know Magoo will give up the body. We know that much, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> How long he'll last doing it at the NFL level is the question. But uh, after winning the, the championship in the USFL, you got to give him props for that. Uh, props for that. Naeem Hines out for the Bills. That's remember I said it was something else happening with the Bills, and I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah. So we know it's my... Saquon. Did, wait, 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 wait. 
you obviously if if you're still saying that you obviously didn't read my comment. I know your comment was um no, go ahead. I don't remember your comment. What was it? Naeem Hines is like the fourth string running back. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying that. So you're not going to bring in a starter for him? No, but I wouldn't say not to try to get one. You're not going to get Saquon. The Dolphins already under the cover of night tried to steal Saquon, and the Giants told them no. Under so the night. any anybody else, yeah, they 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 got just they got found out. Supposedly there's some other teams that called about him, but but the Dolphins name got thrown out to the streets. Uh I believe Buffalo was already in the running to try to get Dalvin Cook. But the 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 thing is they have a second year player in James Cook. And they also have Damian Harris that came over from the Patriots. That's a nice little one-two punch there. It's not a great one-two punch, but it's a nice one-two punch. Um, they both can catch the ball out of the backfield. Damian Harris is probably the, the better short yardage uh, goal line guy. Cook is the better guy in the passing game. Uh, a little faster, a little shiftier. But considering that both of them are better than the starting running back last year, Devin Singletary. I say that's a big plus for their offense. All righty. All right. So the Dalvin Cook thing could still be out there. I don't know. Better watch out. They're going to have Josh Jacobs up in that. <laughs> if I was them, <laughs> if I was just about 20 other teams, I'd be hunting Josh Jacobs down. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, Ben, let's do a quick thought on the series quarterback. Yes. I'll let you go first. Oh, I love it. I think it's a great show. I love sports shows anyway. I, I watch these kind of things on Netflix and Hulu and stuff all the time. I did the one where they did the uh, the high school quarterback, QB1. I watch QB1. I watch uh, – I forget the name of the other one. It's like – La oh, last chance you. Oh yeah, all last them. chance you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love those things, man. I love those things. <laughs> this one's really good. This one's really good because it's about NFL guys. And I, when I saw who the three quarterbacks were that were going to be featured, I tried to figure out exactly what kind of rationale went into the the thought process of how they decided who they wanted to try because supposedly last season. They had every NFL starter mic'd up for the entire season. So they already kind of were planning for this. Every um, NFL starter? Every every NFL quarterback was mic'd up all quarterbacks. season. Every, okay. Yeah, quarterbacks. Every 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 game. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is an obvious choice. Arguably the best quarterback in the NFL at this moment. Uh, um, such a great little success. argument. Very little argument to tell you the truth. Yeah, I I actually tried to argue with a guy and he almost brought him to tears. He was so he was so adamant about Patrick Mahomes. I, I finally had to say, you know, bro, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so, but um, and it's funny. I just had a conversation with somebody over the weekend, and we both agreed. If you look at Patrick Mahomes' stats right now, 
If he got up tomorrow morning and said he didn't want to play no more, he's Hall of Fame numbers already. That's crazy. That's crazy. He has Hall of Fame numbers already. And he's just getting started. So he was an obvious choice for, for a show about NFL quarterbacks. The second guy, Kirk Cousins, I was so happy to see. You know I like Kirk Cousins. I respect Kirk Cousins. I always have for all the good things that he does that far outweigh the bad things. I think he's been the victim of some very uh, glaring errors and missteps that kind of put him out there on front street. But usually if, if he wasn't as good as he was, nobody would care. You know what I mean? He'd be Sam Darnold. Nobody would care. He'd be Baker Mayfield. But he's so, so much better than that. I think that's why he kind of gets a bad rap. After watching this show, I respect him even more. This dude is a leader. His teammates love him. He's played under duress and injuries and gutted him out. He's been through a lot. All that stuff he went through in Washington, getting franchise tagged twice, trying to get the heck out of there, and never really complaining, just balling. Got a lot of respect for him. The third guy was Marcus Mariota. I wasn't quite sure where that came from, but I think they made the choice before the 2022 season started because the whole idea was to track them through the 2022 season. The, oh, and the personal life of each guy was kind of cool too. I, I, don't, I don't freak out about stuff like that, but you know, it was kind of nice to see them. They all got kids. They all got nice wives and all that stuff. Get to see their houses. The houses are all nice. Get it. But Marcus Mariota had a really tough 2022. Really tough. And it was it was kind of uh, one of those reality check kind of things to watch a guy like him, a former Heisman winner, who came into the league with a lot of hype. I still, in the back of my mind, keep thinking, if somehow, some way, Chip Kelly could have drafted Marcus Mariota to the Eagles, that might have changed everything for this guy's career. But Atlanta took him first. Yeah, he had a quarterback that could actually run when he decided to run the option. <laughs> that could actually run his exact system. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. You know, the interesting thing uh, that stood out to me uh, was starting with Marcus was how much he was running, you know, and I'm like, uh, dude, you know, you, you're you not going to last. You keep this up, but you're not going to win. But because it, it seemed like he was running uh, too fast and he wasn't getting through the reads or whatever, you know, that something's not right when you're running that much unless you're in design runs. So or you're uh, on a crappy team. Well, that could be it, too, you know, um, but whatever it was, something wasn't, you know, something wasn't right. Um, Kirk Cousins, it was amazing how many highlights they showed of him getting crushed as he's throwing the ball and laying on the ground. Go, oh, 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 you know, and um, 
you know me, you know, on the money side, Kurt is my hero. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even when you talk about taking those uh, um, franchise tags, I mean, he probably did as good a job as any quarterback I've ever seen and taking the franchise tag, making a ton of money and then going to get uh, a fully guaranteed contract, the first of his kind in NFL history. You know, yeah, he, he really set the meter for this guaranteed stuff. Huh? He set the meter for this guaranteed money stuff. He sure enough did. It's, it's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, and so on, on that on that note, now, you know, and, and you said it, you know, it wasn't for a few, you know, miscues or whatever. You call it that. I call them mind farts. But what I thought was so interesting was it seemed as if he understood that he makes these types of errors. And consequently, he had the whole mental wavelength training thing going on with the thing wrapped around his head and all of that. That was cracking me up. So I'm like, okay, maybe I wasn't too far off. You know, me and Kurt actually kind of understand. And I tell you all the time, I say it because I make those same mistakes when I'm playing Madden and you, you do something, you go, damn, what the heck did I do that for? You know what I mean? So you, that happens. But what really kind of cracked me up about the whole thing, because I, you know, naturally you and I go back and forth was the final, uh, a part of that, of the Kirk Cousins piece was his game against the giants. And in the crucial play of the game, he needed eight yards and how many yards did he throw the ball for? Three. <laughs> I'm like, Kurt, you, Dad, you can't do that. And the thing was, I went back, Benny, and I looked at the all 22. And I'll be quite honest, I didn't see a lot of options for him. I don't think they ran the best plays. I mean, if you need eight, you got to have a play to get eight. You know, you can't have sure. a guy drifting toward that 10-yard line, and then he's going to decide whether he's going to do it, you know. Sure. So it's either throw the short pass or take the sack. Or run. So, mm. Or run. He actually ran the they, they showed one play where he ran the option while he was at uh DC when he was with in, in Washington. Now we How know many years ago was that. Huh? Bro, the guy's got a rib bone sticking out of his side. Are you kidding me? He's not gonna run. Hey, look, Patrick Mahomes was injured when he was playing the Eagles. Patrick Mahomes is 22 years and old. He, he took off and made the play. In any no event, comparison. In any event, That's like I told you, it wasn't a lot of options. But I just thought it was interesting. He needed eight. Two options. He threw, he threw for three. And, again, he's, he's, people are looking at him like, man, <laughs> Kurt. That's not him. Well, maybe not, but he's going to take some blame for it because he is the quarterback. And like I said, he apparently and and Ben, let me, me let me mention I did put the episode names down here because I I went when I looked at it I was like okay these are the the actual episode names and it kind of gives you an idea about what those episodes are about. So for anybody who wants to go back and watch that series, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I understand Hertz and Fields <laughs> turned it down. They were really? given the options. Yeah, that's what that's what I've I've read. I can see Fields turning down. I can see Hertz turning it down because he. I don't think he wants any distractions. You know, he's super focused. Well, right now he's playing that perfect role. 
I'm the I'm I'm perfect. I say everything right. I do everything right. I'm not a showboat. I don't talk trash. I'm everybody loves me. It's good. Yeah. It's cool. I'm cool with it. You know, it's funny you say that because um, in the uh, piece with Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes was like, I'm, I try to make friends with these guys so that if they have a thought and an option to either crush me or maybe give me a little bit of a break, maybe they'll give me a little bit of a break. <laughs> and that's a smart approach. That's a very smart approach. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean. That some guy guys did let up on me. Of course, it helps that you can't really clobber quarterback anymore. So yeah, they already we'll, got that. They already got that in the back of their minds. That's true. That's true. You know, you know so, so that, that was a pretty good series. Um, I might go back and watch it again just for some laughs. Um, the Pro Bowl, Benny, is going to Orlando in 2024. We don't really get into the Pro Bowl. By that time, they'll probably be playing ping pong competitively or something of that nature. It's uh, flag now, isn't it? Yeah, I think that, yeah, it's flag. That's a part of it. But I, I think yeah, they still do a lot of the skill drills or the, the gaming type things. Can you hit the... Uh, I'd rather watch that part. The, the skill stuff? Yeah. Okay, okay. I think they still have that as a part of yeah, it. Yeah, they do. The quarterbacks got to hit the targets and all yeah, that crap. Yeah, all that. And they got the tug of war and the, uh, and the dodgeball. That's fun. I like watching that stuff. That's okay, fun. okay. Well, enjoy. I won't be watching that stuff. Anyway, Saquon signed. Now, I had to go back and look because the way they announced it on the in the reports, I wasn't sure if he signed the franchise tag or not, or if he just signed for that. But that was – my question was, then what happens second year? Would he – you know, if they try to franchise him again, would he get the increased money? So apparently this is a modified franchise tag that he signed that's paying him a little bit more than what he would have got on the franchise. Every tag. different newspaper, every different outlet, every different, they're all calling it these little hybrid names. But basically, I guess you could say the contract that he signed kind of nullified this first tag. So in fact, because my first question was, can they now tag him again twice? So this takes away the first tag, but they could takes away because this was a tag. This this was a tag. Okay, but he signed for the tag money plus plus. So it's, so he didn't sign the franchise tag. He signed a he did not sign the franchise tag. He did not sign the franchise tag, but he signed a contract for the franchise money plus. So right. now that's not, that's not my understanding, but okay, you know. Well, they can only tag him again one time. Well, if he signed a tag, then they would only be able to tag him again one time. Right. But if he didn't sign the tag, why couldn't they sign him two times? Because they signed for the franchise tag money plus. It's an enhanced franchise tag. But it is not the franchise tag. Because if it was the franchise tag, then it would only be for 10 point whatever it is. But he was officially tagged, whether it was the or the or about. Well, they tagged him, but it's no good if he doesn't sign. All right. Well. 
we'll have to follow up on this. That that kind of confuses me as to what happens there. I I was I read a few different things. Those things that didn't mention tag at all. There was a lot of that type of stuff. They just said he signed for this, he got this, he signed for that. And then I did find one. Right. That said, I, I know the the one statement that a lot of the different things that you'll read is the sentence he beat the franchise tag. So that tells me he did not sign the franchise tag. He signed for the same amount of money plus another million in incentives and a $2 million signing bonus. Well, you, so can, can, see, make you can see the headline here. It says sign adjusted franchise tag. That's what the headline says. Okay, well, an adjusted franchise tag is not the franchise tag. It's two different things. That's my point. Okay. All right. Um, so that's that part. Let's get back to the page here. Will Levis um, was sort of the, the quarterback in the draft class that was kind of closest to yeah, Anthony Richardson. That's the one I'm thinking about. So Anthony Richardson, it was kind of between Will Levis and Anthony, Rich, Anthony Richardson when they were talking about who, you know, who would be the next after, after CJ and Bryce. And Anthony right. Richardson had such an impressive combine that he wound up going. But right. um, And then Le Levis fell off a cliff. He it went to the second round, man. Right. And um, Anthony Richardson got 33, almost 34 million. Will Levis, it, it says it right here, will get 9.54 million over the course of his deal. <laughs> and he signed what did he sign like a two three year deal or something like that uh, four years so you know his money is so much less I was just impressed or amazed by how um, much of a difference that it made and I know I said the same thing about Fields when he came out Trevor Lawrence got picked ahead of him and I thought they were both around the same relative to capabilities coming out of college. But the amount of money that Trevor Lawrence got compared to the amount uh, that Fields got was substantial. And so that was one of the first places that I kind of picked that up on. Mr. Football History, Johnny Lujak. What do you have to say about Johnny Lujak? Johnny Lujak, oh, I can't give you a whole lot of specifics about Johnny Lujak because I've been drinking and uh, I got a whole lot of old stuff floating around in my head. But I know that name. It's an impressive football name. I mean, if you said, my name's Johnny Lujak, you'd probably go, oh, you play football. He's just got that kind of name. <laughs> okay. But 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 Johnny Lujak is is a legend in the NFL. I'm sure you have all his accolades there listed. Uh so he just passed away? Yeah, yeah, like 96 yeah. years old, you know. Um 98, excuse me. He he passed away. Apparently he went to Notre Dame uh mm -hmm. where he's play he got a scholarship but he 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 had to uh leave and go fight in World War II. 
which he did. Um, God did a lot. Hunting German submarines in the English Channel. Uh, when he came back, they say he was on the cover of the Atlantic. Cover of the, uh, and he led the 1947 Fighting Irish to a nine and zero record. You know, he won the Heisman. <laughs> I mean, this guy. And you know, it's funny. They say he was paid seventeen thousand dollars for his 1948 rookie season. And I'm like, okay, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, you know, but I, what my question was, was how did that relate to the average salary back then? And the average annual salary was in the range of like $3,000. Right. He was a star. Yeah. So 17000 was big money, you know, multiple big money. Of what yeah. the average uh, person. So, yeah, Johnny Lujak. Uh, at 98, go back, take a look at Ben and Barry on football. You can read a little bit more about his history, but he was an amazing guy. Uh, so Trevor Trayvon Diggs is staying with the Cowboys. He got a five-year extension, $100 million, about $20 million a year. And we were talking about some of the guys that uh, – well, we were talking about the brain trust. And I thought this was interesting, you know, when you're talking about brain trust and you look back and you see uh, the coaches. And we didn't include, well, in the, when we did the show, we actually talked about who they coached under, et cetera. So we actually kind of did it, but we didn't do like a ancestry family tree or nothing like that. Right. This kind of does that. Um, and it's interesting because Andy Reid is known for his creativity at this point, playfulness. And I don't know if I see that in any of these coaches, you know, that are coming out. Everybody's Peterson. person. Doug, Doug Peterson, Peterson probably the closest one with the yep. Philly and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of these guys, well, Todd Bowles is defense, right? Yeah. Sean, Mc, Sean McDermott, defense or offense? Defense. Defense. Ron Rivera. Rivera, defense. Defense. John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is basically just a head coach. Just a head coach. So um, I think I think most of his uh, <clears throat> stuff is defense, though. Defense. Yeah, I got that feeling yeah. too. Yeah, so. but but so so Doug is the one that's going to most uh, remind you of Andy as far as his offensive uh, acumen, and and we've seen it not just with Philly, Philly, but also I like to remind people. Nobody, you know, I bring this up all the time. Eagles fans and they act like they don't know what I'm talking about. Those two touchdowns that Kansas City Chiefs scored on them in the Super Bowl, where Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony were wide open. Doug Peterson ran that play on them week four of the season. The exact same play. The motion, the motion and the everything. That's where the enemy got it from. Yeah, we talked about that when we did the Super Bowl show and yep. review on that. So, yeah, I remember they went back and forth. And, again, I just watched the replay of that game. Matter of fact, Andy probably called Doug and said, yo. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, but, I, again, I, I just finished watching the replay of the Eagles-Chiefs uh, game. And, and two couple things struck me. Number one. It was a heck of a game. <laughs> it was a good game. I enjoyed watching that game, game, even on replay. 
The, the other thing that struck me is uh, you talk about the run game versus the pass game. When you think Chiefs, you think about pass, you know, at least mm -hmm. I do. But opening up that third quarter, these guys ran the ball down the Eagles' throats. And yep. the misdirection was stunning. It was – you just – you didn't know which way anybody was going until Pacheco hit that line of scrimmage and, and was giving you hell. He's another person that they talked about is going to have some contract issues because he's not a top-round uh, running Bro, back. he's in trouble. Pacheco. He's in trouble age-wise. How old is but he? Top, but I think he's already like 23 or 24. Mm. So by the time he plays out his rookie contract, and he wasn't a first rounder, so there's no fifth year option. By the time he plays out his rookie contract, he'll be darn near 29. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Who's going to give him a multi year contract at 29? I uh, look, he, he'll be playing special teams, returning kicks or something if he's not careful. I mean, it, save it, your it money, Pacheco. Save your money. Yeah, anything can happen, but I'm just saying. If you're coming for your second contract and you're 26, like Barkley and Jacobs, and and I think Pollard is about 25 or 26, that's one thing. They're already giving these guys a hard time. So if you're 29 and you're trying to get your second contract, because your second contract is where you make your real money. You know, your first contract is kind of set already depending on where you got drafted. Can't be higher than this, can't be lower than this, because you're a rookie. But once you get past that rookie contract, that's where you want to sign for as many years and as much money and as much guaranteed money as you can, because there's no guarantee that once that second contract is over, that your career won't be over. So that's where you want to hit. And they're making it really, really tough for running backs right now. Well, that's that's uh, I've heard that said. Uh, <laughs> I know I know what you think about uh, Trey Lance, and I don't know if you believe him, but Kyle Shanahan said we got three guys who can play. So sure. I, I thought that was a simple yet profound statement. He just put he it has to say that. that. Yeah. He has to say that until they find somebody to trade him to. We shall see. We shall see. And then the other guy that you dislike, I figured, hey, you got to like the shirt, Benny. Who's that on that shirt? AI. Okay. He's running around with he got an Iverson shirt on. <laughs> Off the cover of the Slam magazine. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So you might not like him as a quarterback, but you got to like the shirt. You got to like that attitude. He's coming with. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I'm looking forward to it. We have another XFL to NFL. Jack Snyder signed a contract with the Vikings, uh, going from the XFL to the NFL. And then lastly, a $75 million guaranteed contract. The Jets agreed to a new two-year contract with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Two years, two in the 70 is 35, just like uh, about 37 and a half per year. He was at 50 okay. when he left Green Bay. So so this is a sort of a, a downgrade in, in uh, contract level. 
for 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 annual salary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, I think they wanted to make sure because there was a lot of talk about whether or not he would stay with the Jets after the one year was up. So I think they wanted to be sure that if they improve but don't necessarily get to the Super Bowl this first year, that he'll stick around and take another shot at it. Yeah, we well, really can't assume he's going to win it in the first year. You know, There's so I, people I, that, that really me, believe but... There's people that really believe that the Jets are going. I'm not one of them, but there's people out there. You know what? They got blinders on, first of all. I kind of understand it. The Jets won a lot of games last year. I forget what their record was. With really, really bad quarterback play. That's almost insane. Like, that never happened. You have really bad quarterback play and still win games. So they see that. They see all the success that the defense had. They see that they signed uh, Quentin Williams, probably their best defensive line. Sauce is going into a new year. They got another guy on the other corner. The defense looks solid. Garrett Wilson, offensive – not Garrett Wilson. What's his first name? Yeah, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Williams. Garrett, I'm sorry. I believe it's Wilson. The receiver. Yeah. Rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. I mean, why wouldn't they win the Super Bowl? Because everybody else has talent, too. And uh, that's <laughs> that's why any team doesn't win the Super Bowl. But, you know, I can understand them having hope now. And it, it makes sense because everything you said make, makes absolute sense. They have the, they have the talent, receivers. They have – uh, right. Running back, they got. However, that same thought process is the same thought process that Eagles fans have. Why won't we go back to the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you know the Eagles. You know their brain trust didn't make it into the top. Uh, into the top. Not mine. <laughs> Not mine. They got rookies. First time. They got coordinating. rookies coordinating. That's right. So we shall see how that works out. And a head coach who already proved that he's not good at calling plays. So he can't take over. He gave up. He has to depend on them. I mean, he could. Right. He's done it before, so he could try to do it. But he gave it up. He absolutely gave it up. All right, Benny. Well, that's all I have here. Um, Do you have anything more? Uh, Another USFL guy needed. His name, his first name is Jamar. I forget his last name. He was the backup to Magoo. Somebody picked him up today. Quarterback? Backup to Magoo? Yeah, I should have wrote it down. Wait, I might have it. Let me see real quick if I can find it. I'm surprised because, you know, I mean, Magoo had all of the, well, you know something? Now that I think about it, um, I believe he did trade time with another quarterback quarterback left tackle andrew thomas of the giants just went from making eight million a year to like making like 18 million a year or something that he signed a nice contract the conversation on those on the the morning sports shows about that were that 
it, it was a kind of ugly timing that they gave him uh, eh. such a nice contract a after after um, nickel and diming Saquon Barkley. Uh, well, they were just they were just talking about optics, though. You know, they were just talking. Yeah, about, I, I get it. You know. Oh, 23 mil that he's going to make. 23 mil a year for five years. Here's the thing. You can't tell me that this is in collusion. You cannot tell me that these owners haven't got on the phone with each other and talked about how they can all save a little bit of money by devaluing, by devaluing the running back position. I'm sorry. It, that's that's something they've all decided to do. Nobody is going to pay big money and a bunch of years to a running back, probably anymore. However, when you talk about what's the most important positions on the football field, they talk about quarterback, they talk about cornerback, they talk about pass rusher, and they talk about left tackle. Oh, and quarterback, of course. Yeah, yeah. The five you quarterback. I did. Um, yeah. Those are the five top positions. So they feel justified in paying their left tackle, especially the Giants, who haven't had a quality left tackle in years. Now they have one, and they locked him up for five years. All right. All right. Well, um, that's it for me, Benny. As it says here, thanks for following. Please leave comments and suggestions. Our, our motto is football is life, and you can find us at www.benandbarry on football, as well as most social media. I haven't put us up on threads yet, Benny. I'm still taking a look at threads. Threads is the new Twitter uh, okay. copy that uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook are sponsoring so uh and then twitter is no longer going to be called twitter now they're going to be called x he got some other ideas so i'm going to leave that alone for right now but i am looking at threads at this particular point all right that's okay. it for me that's it for me Peace. training camp baby